Conversation. Conversations. Conversations. Oh. <laughs> yeah, all out, really. I be doing the most. Yeah, sometimes. I do. Sometimes. sometimes. You're right, because most of the time I let you be great. Yeah, yeah. Lately, and you and then I be like, now you you been real great. Like you, your greatness is all over the greatness. Try not to let it get too much in the screen, but it's all good. Listen, listen, listen. Welcome back, old Sippers, and hello to the new Sippers. You heard your boy. You are now tuned in to Sipping in Conversation with Buddha and Baby, and we are here, okay? We about to do this tonight, so, as far usual. So, Baby. Baby. How was your day? It was a great day to be great. I thought I wasn't gonna make it through, but oh, okay. you know what I'm saying. I, once you, you know, you pull in, you be ready. So that's what I did. I was just, I just, hey now, you a rock star. Oh, that's what you did. <laughs> oh. Sometimes you gotta tell yourself different things to make yourself be, you know, in your find your greatness. Okay, the full okay. throttle of it. But listen, 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 Linda. Quick recap. Last week, what we talked about? What we talked about? Huh? <laughs> Minding your own business. You see how I did that? What we talked about? I ain't want to tell y'all. <laughs> Minding your own business. Well, well, well. So, before I get into that, what I'm going to do is we have a special guest tonight. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna pull the special guest on early because um I wanna just ask them. We'll you know we'll you get into the intro and whatnot, but we're gonna bring our special guest in early, early. Oh, this okay. Mm-hmm. Because uh, what I wanna do uh is see what the special guest Ooh! says about this. Okay. My man, I got my volume. I know you can hear me, but I want to make sure I hear you. How you doing, baby? What's up, my man? What's good? How you doing? Oh, my man. Well, can I give him an intro, baby? Can I at least do that for him? No, not yet. That's it. All right. (laughs) Oh, not yet. Okay. So, this is our special guest, and he has a name. Mm -hmm. However, special guest. (laughs) Yeah, that's what you're going to say at first. What do you when you see this about you know minding your minding your own business? Do you have do you do you mind your own business first of all? Uh, I try to, unless uh, people that I love are getting hurt, then I might step out of my lane. 
Oh, okay. So but for the most part, I let people be who they are. Take I like, who they are. I like personality. So I let people, you know, be their best and worst self. I want to see it all. But if their actions are hurting people around me that I love, then I might come out and get involved in something that I normally would not. Uh, but for the most part, I take them as they come. You know, okay. I got issues, so don't judge me. I won't judge you. <laughs> we all you know, flaws, right? right, right. Okay, okay. I touch others all the time. You see, oh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So for me, I think it like you know pretty much what you say. It's it's like a level of discernment that I try to put into it, uh, mm -hmm. depending on to whom it may concern and how it directly or indirectly impact me or mine, okay, which, mm -hmm. will, which will include, you know, uh, but then there are certain businesses, you know, that you get pulled into, mm -hmm. um, and then so then you, you know, you, you start getting invested in it, and then they then they be like, well, I didn't ask you, I mean, but I've been here the whole ride. Can I comment? Can I comment on that? Yeah, because you know, that's a very good point that you just raised. Uh, I was I was telling my fiance the other day. I was telling her, you know, you can't you can't raise somebody up too far or pull them down too much without them resenting you at some point. Like you can help people, but if you help them too much, they'll resent you for helping them too much. And if you pull them down too much. Then they'll resent you for pulling them down, you know, pull them off the cloud. Uh, even though you're trying to help them, like, hey, chill, you know, you're kind of crazy out there. You know, <laughs> when you try to pull them back, you know, they, they can resent you for that, too. So you got to kind of find the balance on how much you try to get involved in people. But at the end of the day, people are going to do what they want to do, love who they love. And nothing you say matters. You know, you're really just there to vent, you know, for them to vent and listen. And you can give you a two cents, but it's just that, two cents. And it's funny you said that because one of our guests last week said, um, well, you know, mentioned about sometimes all they, all you need, all they want you to be is a listening ear. They just want to vent. Yeah, they just want to vent. Know? But it gets to be that slippery slope, like I said, because if they've been coming to you for your advice and things like that so and then all of a sudden now they just they just want to vent so you know you a behavior pa patterns have been created a behavior has been created for you to respond and things like that a certain way and then you get you, you do what you normally do but this ain't the day they want you to do it yeah well you say that so my best friend uh mark burks give him a shout out mark burks uh he always say, you know, I'm with you, right or wrong, I'm with you. You know, if you're wrong, we're going to ride together and be wrong together, but I'm going to cuss you out like the whole time. Like, I'm going to tell you, you know, when you're right or wrong, uh, but I'm still going to go with you. But you're still going to do what you want to do. Like, it doesn't matter, you know, what I say. Most people aren't going to listen to the person they're venting to unless they're their best friend. If it ain't your best friend or your parents, somebody that you respect on a different level, you're not going to take their advice. You're going to go home and do what you're going to do. You know, yeah, it might be their advice. Yeah. They'll go on social media and get all the social media uh, people's input. Uh, 
popular opinion don't make you right. Yeah, but you know, we're in that day and age. I, I don't. That was just, you know, yeah. uh, my my input, and I wanted to get your input on it. And so no, that's good. You got your final thoughts. All right. I mean, everybody's right. Nobody's really wrong in this situation. I think my issue is is when you do get into the fact of not minding your business, like you say, say a girlfriend, sister, family members that get into it with their with their significant others, right? That's the worst. All in on bit, bro. To come through this bit, you're gonna get you're gonna get big bro messed up. Exactly. You're gonna get big bro hurt coming over. Do you do exactly what you do? You might. I I stopped fighting my. I stopped fighting my sister's boyfriend at like 15 years old. I stopped. I got three sisters. (laughs) I stopped fighting their boyfriends at like 15. Cause they get back together. They call on me, fight this dude, and then you know, and then they they back together the next day. Okay. So it ain't you know, ain't even no point in doing that. That's hard, man. That's hard. That's hard. That's a hard lesson that yeah. you got to learn right there. Yeah, you definitely got to learn. With, a lot of women though, and men do it too, but you can never ask your girlfriend about your relationship. Never take their advice. Ever, ever, ever. If you listen, never do that. Because a lot of them are glad you have your problems, you know, little little nosy, little nibby, you know, little, little jealous, little lonely. Want you to be lonely too? Mm-hmm. Misery yeah. love company. Yeah, don't look, don't listen. Look, look now, nah, but I ain't gonna lie. Every now and then, I don't want to be in the mess, but I be I'm that person that's sitting over the. What y'all say? You know what I'm saying? Just have a little balance. Okay. That's cool. And then you and Buddha go home and talk about it. That's cool. But but you ain't got to put it on social media or nothing, but you can go home and laugh. It don't you go know. nowhere else. It's right or, there. Right there. Or you just learn from it. Like, I'm glad we ain't like that, baby. Or, you know, or when that comes up in your relationship, you know, then you can say, you know, pull from that experience and be like, look what happened to them because they were acting like this. Let's correct that. And right. We can't do that. Talk. Yeah. Talk. And we do. That's what's so funny. We actually do. Well, Hold on. What we do from my perspective. Yeah. Her yeah. Ass over here with her friends, they she ironclad, but I'm like, I can't let you know. Oh. Uh, no. <laughs> you know, I'm just not, not. There's certain things. She shouldn't I'm tell a you. a loyal person with people's information. Exactly. Yes. She and, shouldn't and, tell you. And, and, and right. you know, and I respect that. And I taught him, I won't say taught him, I created that atmosphere from the beginning. Why? Because we gotta have, it's not like, now if it was detrimental, then of course I'm gonna pull him in. And usually if it's something where I need to really possibly pull him in, I've already informed them. True. They already know. No, it's that you're gonna tell him. Yeah. And and I'm probably gonna have to talk to Buddha about this, you know? And then yeah, say, well, sure. I thought you was already doing that. Uh, yeah. No. And so yeah. they know that everybody that pretty much tell me something mm-hmm. it don't even it's not even part of our pillow talk yeah, yeah. right right booty you shouldn't even want to know that you, you can claim deniability you know you i didn't know anything Listen, about it i don't ask you I shouldn't say nothing see i be like hey what's going on you know based on who who fucked up if i'm gonna go get the information <laughs> right <laughs> You just don't want it to leak all over you because it start it starts to leak into your relationship when you know too much about other people's problems. You just start manifesting problems in your own life Fact. For, for no reason. Fact. 
Man. You know, so I just I don't even want to know unless it affects me directly or I'm like present in the moment or you want to vent that to me because you need advice on how to, what to tell them. Mm -hmm. Then I'll get involved. But other than like asking, I so let's, let's give an example of not minding your business, giving you a good, I mean, with a positive outlook on that, like not minding our business with uh, George Floyd. Right. With that whole situation. Uh be catapulted to the where it's at right now. You see what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. we stuck our nose in there and things started moving and shaking. Right. What, what, do, you, what do you mean? You stuck your nose in the joint? We, as, we a black, as a black people? As black people, yeah. Well, honestly, uh, in that case, I well, more it, than was, that, but it was a public, it was yeah, it's I really see. Like public information. That's 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 kind of different, man. That's national news. We 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 didn't live, you know, up there. That 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 got that reached us wherever we was at, because that's right, something right. that's been going on. We didn't ask for that, you know. We had stick our nose in that. That came and found us. You know, I kind of think we did because if it was if, if somebody didn't film it, right? Somebody didn't have the wherewithal to film it, and then blast it worldwide. We wouldn't even have had that knowledge. It'd have been just another day at the, at the office. But, but thank God, thank God they did. Yes, right. you know, and, and that situation goes back to my original point where mm -hmm. somebody that you know you know or care about is getting hurt. Right. Then right. you cross that line. Well, George Floyd represent you know me, you. Right. Yeah. You know, yes, you Yeah, as a people, it represented all of us. So. You know, now we're not trying to mind somebody else's business. <laughs> yeah, you know, like I, I'm glad that the, those things are being documented and shown because I, I get in my car and drive, right. you know, right. and I could have easily been George Floyd several times in my life. Yeah. You know, especially uh, growing up in Indiana, you know, like it's a lot different than Florida, than Orlando. It's a lot different, you know. Uh, growing up here, so I'm glad that this stuff's being documented and shown, and at least uh, even if the, even if the people aren't being held accountable to level that we want, at least it's out there and people see it. And you know, there's some there's some uh, growth to like at least the accountability part for it. So, mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I'm glad that happened. But that's people getting hurt though. But now, yeah. a traffic stop. I don't care about the traffic stop. Get out of my business. <laughs> you right. You know? I was just, you know, kind of illustrating where people exactly not, I mean, getting into the business benefited mm -hmm. us as a culture yeah. in a way. Yeah. 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 No, that, that makes perfect sense. I, I agree with you. I, oh, absolutely. That, From that angle, yeah. That is a time to get in somebody else's business when you yes, see that happens. You see somebody getting hurt, you know, robbed, stolen, I wish, killed. I wish I wish somebody would have did something before. I don't care if they would have went to jail. They pushed the officer. You know, he might be still living. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but there maybe could have been another injured person. It's just all kind of stuff. You know, well, that's mob mentality. You know, didn't know everybody filmed Ronnie King with you know with a camera phone or something. Didn't nobody jump in and do that. You know, exactly. Right, racism. People Police. dying. They film people dying and. Police brutality and is is just being like Will Smith said. What he say is just being recorded now. That's that's the difference between now and then. Now it's just getting taped, you know. So something like that. Bad paraphrase, but absolutely. You know what I mean. So we're gonna take a quick break, and then we're gonna come back and we'll let you all know 
who our special guest is. Oh, okay. <laughs> Give a shout out to my folks here, you know. So, hey, real quick. That, I, hey, thank y'all so much. It, I'm so proud of y'all, and thank y'all for having me on your platform. Let me see you if know. I can make it be just you. Hold on, I'm gonna make it be just you so you can show it again. See if I can get it in there. I don't know why I'm I'm having the most difficult time. I want to make it, it blow up in there. Oh, duh. There you go. <laughs> I was picking the wrong. Hey, that's that's pronounced commodity. KMDC Design Group. Oh, okay. My homeboys up here. They do logos, uh, t-shirts, uniform, clothing design. Uh, advertising, whatever you need, and then and then my little brother got Cigar Noir. He got a, a cigar club that's fresh. You can go in there and he uh take your pictures and uh pimp you out with your cigars. Hey, and my cousin got John Tons barbecue sauce, number one rated barbecue sauce in Indiana. It's fire. That's what's up, man. And then you and then you play in the Supreme. You know Tone. Yep. Know the OG tone. Everybody was laughing that tone. We said we stand with tone now. Tone got the number one league in the nation for sure in a year, and you know that talent, man. We we, we beat a lot of that talent, so you know. Yep. Shout yep. out to that. I mean, that's all right. That now that's what I'm talking about. You gonna come on here? You gonna give a shout out? You be ready. <laughs> be real with it. Be right. real with it. That's what's up. One. Thank you. No, I appreciate it. So we're just gonna take a quick break, and then we're gonna come back, and we'll we're gonna let the people know who you be. Who you is. Let's do it. Let's do it. So we'll be right by. All right. Okay. Oh. This is for the simples. Yeah. We sipping in conversation. Oh. We sipping in conversation. Oh. We sipping in conversation. What it is, or what it do, if your homegirl sipping, then bring her on through, huh? What it is, or what it do, if your homegirl sipping, then bring her on through, baby. What it is, what it do, if your homeboy sipping, then gon' come through. What it is, what it do, if your homeboy sipping, gon' through. What it is, or what it do, if your homegirl sipping, then bring her on through, huh? What it is, or what it do, if your homegirl Bring it on through, baby. What it is, what it do if your homeboy sipping, then gon' come through. What it is, what it do if your homeboy sipping, come through. We sipping in conversation. We sipping in conversation.
without further ado, this is my time to shine. Baby, take a back seat. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. Okay. How are we going to address this? Be easy. Be easy. I got you. All right. The first time I met this guy was on the flag football field, man. He was talking so much shit. You had to love him. Now, or hate me. He backed it up with them great-ass hands and safety skills that he played back there, hawking that thing. That guy got you. But see, we got to talking, right? <laughs> we got to talking, right? And he said something to me. I had to scratch my head. I said, huh? He told me he was an author. And what type of stuff he, he talked about? What did he write about? Horror novels. I said, now, I done heard a lot of shit in my life. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I done, I done heard a lot of shit in my life, but I ain't heard of a black man writing horror fiction novels, right? Name one. Uh, silence. Silence. I got you now. I got you now. I got you now. All right. So without further ado, my man, my friend, my comrade, D.E. Westbrook. Thank y'all. Thank y'all for Welcome to sipping the conversation, man. So, my first question to me. Where are you from, man? Talk about where you're from, where you came from. All right. So, uh, I'm from I'm from the south side, uh, a little town called Muncie, Indiana. A little college town. Uh, about 40, 45 minutes north of Indianapolis. Uh, Ball State University is there, uh, which I attended. Uh, play football there. Uh, three year starter. Uh, went to Southside High School, man. Uh, was an athlete, you know. Back then, it was like you either play ball or you rap. That's what you did. You so, know, there wasn't a whole lot of options. People weren't telling you to go and write books. Uh, I started writing. Uh, I attended a prep school when I was in elementary up to about seventh grade. Uh, and I started entering young authors contests in like fourth grade. And uh, my fourth and fifth grade year, I won. And then my sixth grade year, uh, I wrote a play for my English class. Uh, and we were rehearsing it. We we're going to do it like for the sixth grade or whatever. But I was kind of bad and stole my sister's motorcycle, uh, moped one day. She had a spree uh, on Hondas, you know, okay. and I stole it and got smacked by a car. I ran a stop sign, got smacked by a car. So I got like four lives left. I spent like five, I probably died five times and made it. Uh, but my first life of my nine was I got smacked by a car uh, on the corner I can't remember the name of the street, but I got smacked by a car, broke my leg, uh, mm -hmm. broke it like compound. I threw the skin, uh, mm -hmm. flew across the street, hit the curb, spent probably three weeks in the hospital. Uh, but my sixth grade, and I missed the play, but my, but my, uh, Miss Popovich, I never forget her. She was hippie. I gave her hell, but she loved me. And, uh, she put, she talked the principal into putting that play on for the school. So even though I wasn't there, she 
put that play on in the auditorium for the whole school. My oh. class did. Yeah. And then they all came and see me like after it was done in the hospital. Oh. And and she was just like amazed at how well the play went over, written by me, and everybody loved it. And that's when I was like, you know, man, like maybe maybe I can do something. But that wasn't cool. So I gravitated to poetry and rapping. Mm-hmm. You know, but then I came back. But to answer your question, I'm from Muncie, Indiana, man, the South Side, Rebels for Life, Knife I Deuce. Uh, just small town kid, man. Just humble, play hard, but we we, we fear nobody. And you know that about me. I don't mm-hmm. care who you are, where you come from, what they said about you. You got to beat me today. You know, we have one basketball court. He can park. We have one court. And we used to run home from school to get to that park because it was – it was so. It was one court at the park, and if you lost, if you lost, life, life went off at eleven. If you lost that four, you you might as well go home. You might not even get back on the court. So you learn to win. You know, you want to you want to play some games. You had to win because wasn't nobody picking you back up if you lost. <laughs> you know, what? No, I got next. Nah, man, we, we we ten down. You know, and I got five already. I'm, I'm an eighth guy down. I already got my five. Lying, knowing damn well I don't. But you lost. I ain't picking your sorry ass up. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's but mentality, bro. but that's, that's how we grew up, man. Like we grew up like that. So when I so when I play on my teams, and you know, if my teams aren't like that, man, I I got to change the culture. I don't fit in, in chaos. You know, like I'll help you, but if you ain't listening to me, I, I'm one and done. I got to move on. But if you guys, <laughs> you know, but if we playing the game the right way. Executing, scoring points, playing defense, then I'll stick. I'll stick it out. You know, if I got a bunch of individuals being selfish, then I can't. You know, I got. I can't do it. It's hard for me to follow that. Next question. Yeah, I'm doing fine. This off the dome, no book. Go for me too, man. Me too. <laughs> I'm drinking. I got, I got me drinking. Yeah, it's it's sipping. Like a little shade over there. <laughs> I only have my book because I be doing creative questions. Okay. Well, I want some of her questions too. No, I ain't got the book. I'm letting him he's, he's staring today. So uh right. can you name a time in your life where your thought process and changing the narrative happened for you from from being a boy to becoming a man? <laughs> man, you know, it's funny because I actually thought that happened like three or four different times in my life. And each time the next one happened, I realized, man, I was still a boy, mm-hmm. you know? And the first time it happened, uh, my cousin, rest in heaven, uh, Ralph Book, he passed. And the way that he passed and the situation that that was all about, you know, that's the first time someone real, someone real close to me had died suddenly and he was younger than me. So it kind of made me feel like, okay, I had to transition from like, I just broke my leg uh, playing football my senior year. Um, real bad injury. They thought I wouldn't walk. Or I thought I would have a limp. I would walk, but I have a limp. And I said, you know, screw that. And I've been used to me, I'm running and everything now. But uh, at that time, you know, it was an identity crisis for me. And then my cousin passed, and it was like, okay, 
you got to grow up now. Like, you got to go back to, like, where you came from and be involved. Like you said, being people's business. Then mm. in the streets, you, you got to come out of this, this college athlete, uh, do the right thing, focus, GPA. You can't be a thug with a GPA, by the way. But, you know, you come back and you got to jump in because that's where you're from, you know. And that's when I thought, okay, I'm going to grow up. But I'm be honest, man. Uh, my father just passed. So rest in heaven, uh, David Westbrook Jr. And that's when the light switch went off for me, man. Like I was, I live my life for experiences. Like I'm, I'm gonna go hard every day. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna party hard. I'm gonna work hard. I'm gonna play hard. Everything I do is gonna be a hundred percent. You know. Uh, I'm, we playing spades. I'm trying. I'm trying to win. You know what I mean? Like, if we, <laughs> you know how it is. Yeah. You know how I am. If we playing you, I want to run the score up on you. I don't want to beat you. I want to run the score up. I want to break your spirit and then make you scared and to play us again. <laughs> and then, the, and then the team. But more importantly, the team to play us next week. Look at that schedule and say, man, okay who they play last week, and they see we played y'all, and they barely beat y'all or lost to y'all, and we put 50 on y'all. So we already beat them as soon as they see the score, you know. <laughs> but if it's close, they're going to they come in the game thinking, okay, we got a chance because of like common opponent. So I always run the score up. If we're better than you, run the score up. Don't say somebody suck. If somebody sucks, pad your stats. You know, I ain't gonna tell you you suck and you, you do be running around. Oh, you you trash. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, if I'm trash, pad your stats on me. Cause we gonna yeah. do? That. Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> you gonna wait till the good team come to, to go off? No. Go off on the bad team too. That's when you you know show your skills. So y'all ain't actually really out here being that competitive. You have no idea. I I. <laughs> I, I I had never played flag football before before I came to Orlando. Up here is basketball. Like if you can't hoop, you're a second class citizen up here. So it's like Indiana is is the basketball mecca of the country. You know what I mean? So if you can't hoop here, yeah. Okay. Like growing up, it was like nobody really knows who you are. You know, hangs with you, whatever. You gotta do something else to stand out, which is probably it was either be a hooper or you was a doughboy. Those are the only two things growing up. You know, if you wasn't hooping, then you better have, you know, your hustle game better be nice. Wow. Wow. I mean, you know, that's, that, a, that's where it is. I mean, where you, go, you know, right? so. <laughs> but, you know, I guess that's the predominant. Well, yeah, but that's but it's like in our neighborhood. So, what made you get into I can hoop. In a horror? What made you get into writing horror stories? Uh, actually, so I'm gonna blame. I'm gonna put that on like uh, my cousin Summer Ware, uh my sister uh, Davina Westbrook. Love you. Um, she's my sister used to get Time Life books. Remember back in the day, you get Time Life books in the mail. Uh, she used to get Time Life books, and she would get every Stephen King book. Uh, so I started reading the first book that I ever read in its entirety uh, was The Stand. 
And I read that as like a, like a fifth grader. I read this thing. It, and this book is huge. This book is like, I don't even know, a thousand pages back then. I can't remember. It was a big book. But I read it. And then after that, every couple of weeks, another one would come in, another one would come in. So I started reading them. And then I read Needful Things. And that book was like the most awesome story I've ever read, like in my entire life. Uh, so from that, I started looking for different horror writers. Uh, Edgar Allan Poe came into play, really influenced me a whole lot. Uh, I was kind of a nerd, so I'd play like uh, like Dungeons and Dragons and like Warcraft and stuff, like the board game back then. So just rolling the dice with my my first friends. I used to do that. You do that too? <laughs> yeah. So I used to play that. So, uh, and I was always the dungeon master, so I had to make up the story, like what happened. Uh, but then the real thing that got me, like, so, look, let me find so, so, but the real thing that got me into horror, though, so I told you I have three sisters. So I'm like, I have two older sisters, and then I have a younger sister. So I'm kind of in the middle, and we're kind of spaced like three, four years apart. Like, when one of us leaving high school, the next one's coming in, kind of how we're spaced out. Uh, so my oldest two sisters were athletes. And my middle sister, Shonda, uh, she was just a dog. I mean, basketball, I mean, she dropped 40. she pulled her sleeve up. You'll see me on the, flat, on the flat field when I get pissed, I'll pull my one sleeve up when I'm ready to go in. I got that from my sister, because when something happened in the ball game, she pulled that sleeve up, and that's when she'd take over and run off like 20 in a row. But they would have slumber parties with their sports teams. So I'd be in the house with like 10, 15 girls on the weekends. Yeah, I was, and I'm I'm younger than them, but I'm like the cute little brother. So I'm like, you know, trying to. That's why I gave you that look. All of that. Yeah, you know, you know. I learned how to talk to women, though, from that uh, at a young age. But. Um, they used to always rent horror movies. And back then you went to the video store and we'd ride our bikes down to the video store and just rent whatever horror movie we can get. You know, they rent three or four horror movies and then they sit at home and they'd watch them uh, overnight for their slumber parties. And they're all like screaming or whatever. So they're all scared. So I'm thinking I'm supposed to be scared. So by the time I got to be like, you know, but by the time I had to be like 12, 13 years old, I wasn't scared anymore. I was intrigued. You know, I wanted to see what these monsters were and how are they going to die? And like, that's stupid. Why is she running upstairs? And why is, why is she not leaving? Get the keys. They're right there asleep. You know, like I started questioning the movies. thinking you know, I could write a better movie than that. But I fell in love with Jason Voorhees. Ah. Jason Voorhees is my that's my spirit animal. Okay. Nah, this is uh this is this is Baca Neat Tone. Look, Tone trolling me. This is Baca Neat Tone. Hey, what's going on, Tone? You see? Supreme, I got you. Yeah. <laughs> but Jason Voorhees, I want I I I wanted to create like my own Jason Voorhees. Like he was just like menacing, like just intense, violent, I'm coming, no matter what, I'm coming. And I just took that mentality, like, when I play sports, like, I don't care how many times you beat me, like, I'm coming. You can beat me the whole game, 
If I can get you on that fourth down on the last play and we win, it don't matter. You know, you got to beat me every single play. Every t- Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. I don't believe you. Do it again. Wow. Yeah. Well, let me answer this, this question now. If and when you experience writer's block, hmm. what's your go-to? So, me, that, that's a great question because that happens a lot. That, that blank screen, when you first start, uh, it's hard, you know? Like me, I have to go away from it. I have to go focus on something else, like completely. Like I'll, I'll, I'll go play my video games. Uh, I'll, I'll write songs. I'll do poems. I, I expel a whole lot of creativity. Before I go to my book, before I go, bless you, before I go to my book, I'll expel a whole lot of creativity and energy other places just for the experience, even on the flag football field. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll earn that energy uh, out on the football field or playing my video game. I'll binge, you know, I, I play overnight, so I, I write overnight. I can't write in the daytime. Uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a midnight to 6 a.m. kind of person uh, when it comes to writing. Sleep, sleep. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, 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 that's good because I, I can't have you around in my space. <laughs> so go to sleep, you know. Um, but uh, but normally just like kind of like an advertiser, you know, how they, in their office they play with stuff and got toys. I got an inspiration wall. You know, I love music. Music is my go-to. That's my answer. Music, simply. I, I love music. The lyrics, you know, like today's music is catchy and the summer songs are good I like, but what'd you say? You know, and I like words. I consider myself a wordsmith. And if you're a wordsmith too, I can identify that in your, in, in your lyrics. Uh, back in the day, they used to put the lyrics on the inside of the tape case. Mm-hmm. Remember that? And we'd read that. So, oh, yeah. so, so Nas instantly became my all-time favorite rapper because he put that. He put it was written. He put all the lyrics in there, and it was flawless. You hear that tone? You hear that tone? He's yeah. Like, nah, not too nah, not too <laughs> Not too Are you left-handed? No, I'm right-handed, but I broke my left wrist. I got sports injuries for days, but I broke my left wrist in high school, my senior year. I just senior I year. a lot of times, I, I oftentimes, I should say, I run across a lot of creatives, creative people that are left-handed. Oh. Um, you know, it just, I don't know. That's what you mean, because the watch, you ask me, you watch on your right hand, you know, if you're right-handed? And I just tell oh, me, just, my left wrist is, I feel like it's a little bit smaller or something than my right wrist, so it just kind of flops around. I don't like it, you know. I'll wear, I'll wear a bracelet on my left wrist, but my, I like to have my watch on my right. I do the same. It's weird, because I like my watch on my opposite hand. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't usually look, t- I don't know, it's like I look opposite when I'm looking for my watch. So my watch is yeah. hand, which is my smaller because it's my less dominant hand, so I'm not using it as much. I was just using it just out of curiosity. So what did uh, our comments said? Uh, I feel that when you were speaking about the transitioning mm-hmm. uh, to the manhood, uh, keep thinking you transitioned into real manhood a few times. So, true, you know, the fact that you thought you did it the first time, but then you did it again the second time, and then you did it again. It's like, but yeah. you know, it kind of goes into there's levels in our lives where you should transition. You know, you should mm-hmm. not be doing what you did when you were in your 
teens. And then when you move into your twenties, mm-hmm. you know, in your thirties, it's kind of like each, each level, you, yeah. you know, there's a new awakening in your life, you know, generally. I, I look at it like a basketball game. You got four quarters, you know, and, and you usually make a, and most good teams make a run at the end of each half, you know, so you, 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 you in the second quarter, if you're a good team, you're going to run and close the gap or pull away before halftime. Mm-hmm. And then right when you start the third quarter, you come out with a barrage, mm-hmm. you know, and then you finish the game with a barrage. So right now, I feel like I'm coming out in my third quarter. You know, I'm coming out, I'm coming out in the third quarter right now. You know, I, I was down 10, right going to halftime, want to run, cut the two right before the half, you know, and now I'm trying to go on a 20 0 run right now. So, and y'all helping with that. So, thank y'all very much. No, no we're, I'm, I'm glad. What, what are y'all sipping, by the way? It's the sipping and sipping oh, and conversation. conversation. What I'm sipping on. I got beer today. Not letting okay. today because I got to go to work tomorrow. I want to be easy in and ease out. <laughs> okay. That's what's I'm up. I'm on cognac. Cognac, vodka, neat. Okay, okay. That's what yeah. I got. Silver, right. what you're sipping on, you know what to do. Drop it down low. I know we jump right into it because we be wanting to make action. We got yeah. action. Okay. Right. One more. I got one last question. Then I want to ask you how can they get a hold of you, your book, okay. and all that. So, leaving the legacy, right? Mm-hmm. For the whole world to see, what does that look like for you? What is leaving a legacy? What you want people to know, D.E. Westbrook III by? Uh, honestly, man, like I just kind of asked myself that question recently, mm-hmm. um, speaking at a speaking engagement. I want people to think I was a good person, man. Honestly, a good person, love his family, you know, try to do the right thing, try to, uh, atone for all his mistakes, uh, never intentionally or willfully hurt or tried to malign anyone. You know, I, I try to help. You know me. Like I try to help people, man. Like even even those teams I'm saying that we slaughter or run the score up when the game's over, I'm gonna come over and say, look, next week do this and try this and give them tips of what we do. You know, I'll give you some some gems to make you more competitive because I don't want to beat you every time. There's no there's no there's no glory in low hanging fruit and fruit. You know, I want challenges. I, I create a lot of our competition you know, just by helping them. So I want people to think, you know, I was humble, man, but uh, I was creative and I was an honest sinner. Yeah, hey, I was an honest sinner. I mean, I am what I am. But at the end of the day, you know, I was, I was a, an author, I was a father, I was a brother, I was a son, I was a friend, you know, I was a good person. But, you know, I but I know I'm polarizing. People love me and hate me for the same reason. You know, yeah. so I'm I'm who I am and I'm unapologetically who I am. And yeah. and that and that's what allows me to get over that writer's block. Because at the end of the day, I'm writing what I want to see. What I want to see, because I'm writing horror for horror fans by a horror fan. So if I if I think it's good and I want to see it, most horror fans will probably get a little bit of entertainment out of it, you know. And, and what you don't like, she might like. Yeah. 
you know, so you might be bitching about something I put in the book and she listens to you like, man, I love that. You need to, uh, you need to trademark that right there. Trademark what? I write horror for horror stories for horror fans by horror fans. Oh, you ain't you trademark that? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, uh, so how, uh, how can they reach you? Now, the simplest, whoever, whoever's watching this, whoever hears this, how can they reach you? They want to buy your book book you for an engagement any of those things um right now you can reach me uh facebook twitter uh pinterest uh de westbrook author uh, a lot of people have trouble finding me because i use my initials instead of my real name with my pen name uh de westbrook author uh i'm building a website and putting one together right now mm -hmm. uh didn't really like the first one that I had, so I kind of tore it all down. And I'm doing a new one now that my uh, publisher is doing some different things and trying to work out getting an agent, uh, picking one, everything. But uh, dwestbrook.com, I'm D. Westbrook author, the third uh, on Facebook. I uh, also have the Tales of Avernus pages. If you search Tales of Avernus, mm -hmm. uh, hashtag Tales of Avernus, you'll get the three pages that I have on Facebook. Uh, Tales of, of Avernus, book one, The Shoe Tree. Uh, Tales of Avernus, book two, The Silent, my first novel uh, that I'm proud of, my magnum opus. And uh, iUniverse.com, uh, you can search me there. That's where I prefer people to go, to iUniverse.com, because Amazon and Barnes & Noble be killing me uh, with my with the, what they take. I'm paying for your shipping, so help me out because I'm, you know, Independent. And you said it's iUniverse. iUniverse.com. Okay. Uh, that's my that's my publisher. Okay. Uh, uh, so right you can go that directly. Do you offer uh, audiobooks or are you just straight reading novels? So I'm realizing. So at first, you know, uh, there, there was a gap between my first book and my second book because I was mm -hmm. off in the flag football world for a long time and I kind of stopped writing. Mm -hmm. uh, now I'm realizing I need an audiobook because people just don't read. Uh, print media is kind of, you know, unless you read a book. I know I, I read when I can, but most men really don't. Women kind of read more. In my opinion, maybe women read a little bit more than oh, men do, you know. So I write for women, by the way. I write the plot and the storyline of my novels for women, but the violence and the gore and the monsters are for the men. But you know, the, the man's going to take a woman to see the movie or get her the book. So she's going to get him to go. So once he's there, the violence and the gore is for him. But the yeah. plot and the storyline, that kind of thing, that's for, I write that for women. I, I feel the majority of my audience probably is women. So I do write for women, but I write, but I'm violent. My books are violent. They're not Twilight. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah they they're violent. Some audio book just to hear a person telling that story. So who? So here's my question for you guys. So on, on, on the audiobook thing, this is what I need to know: Who would you want to hear read the audiobook? You want the author to read it? Because I've heard different opinions. You want the author to read it, or you want like someone else, like a third party, or like a voice actor a voice. or something? I don't know. I don't know your. I don't know your horror voice. I can't get I can't get Morgan Freeman or somebody to read it, but I'm just saying like I mean, James Earl Jones is like, 
you know, like yeah. It's going to be Morgan Freeman, but I, I need somebody who when I when I listen to all that book, I need somebody who can um give me that feeling. Give me like that I'm feeling. There. Give me that feeling that you're there. Uh, get the distinctive voices between different characters so you can understand okay. who the person who you can catch a personality by that the tone of their voice and how they bring what you, what the author says to life. Okay. You know what I'm not always, you know, that's not always um, the author, you know, because they so blessed in everything, they may not be able to handle that. There's other people out there. No, who can, who can well, that's that my voice. question. Do you want the, the voice inflection? You know, do you, do you want like different people, you know, like, uh, did, or you want one person reading the whole story? Do you want different voices okay, I mean, for the characters? Like, because the audiobook. One person can read the whole story, but they can be able to fluctuate their voices differently. And I can understand exactly who is talking, who, what person they're talking about by how they, you know, present their character. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So you want to conflate, uh, convey emotion, or you want right. a textbook read? You want the emotion in the reader. Right. Whoever right. reads it. Okay. Like when I read, like when I read, when I used to read to my daughters, I used to give them that, boom, that energy. Right. I could be every character, and they're gonna know that whoever I'm speaking about was different from each other. You see what I'm saying? The same yeah. Voice. yeah. No, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, Facebook. Get at me, Facebook. D. Westbrook, author. Uh, D. Westbrook the third author on on Facebook. Uh, Tales of Average book series. Uh, book one, the shoe tree. It's a great story. It's uh, they're written completely different. Uh, the shoe tree is written in passive voice. It's more of a campfire style, campfire story style. Uh, it's more haunting, uh, probably probably more scary than book two. If I had to say, uh, book two though is like you hit the ground running. It's it's action packed. It's violence. The characters are more capable. You know they can fight back a little bit. You know, but there's a lot of different monsters. I try to educate people on different on different monsters uh and then that's book two the silent and then i'm right now and it works uh book three uh vidag and uh people don't know what a vidag is it's, you know you don't see very many of those on tv so i'm not even going to tell you what it is until the book comes out because you don't see you're going to now we were going to now you know but don't hey i'm coming so don't don't take my idea a Vidag. See, people don't know what the Vidag is. That's where I go. I dig into the. I dig into my bag when I bring these books out. And I wake up in the middle of the night. The answer, the writer's block question. Another thing that happens is, I'll wake up in the middle of the night. I dream stuff, and dreams are so dreams are so abstract, but perfectly imperfect. You know, they'll be abstract as hell, but they make perfect sense. So, so if you can get up before you forget that dream, right. You also get your dreams like immediately when you wake up. If you don't, so I, I'll, I have a notepad by the bed, my phone. I'm, I'll write that down, or I'll get right out the bed and I'll go and I'll run off, you know, four or five, six pages, you know, just trying to keep that idea. Yeah, but you never know what's going to come. So it takes takes me about three to six months to write a draft uh, for a book. Yeah, so. This is the first time I've been like, it's it's more of like, first it was like, I'm going to write a book, you know, and the second was like, okay, I'm going to write a, a good book, a good novel. And now it's like, 
I have a responsibility to continue to do that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, doing her, she just did her 11th published book. So mm -hmm. it's one of those things. I want 10. I want 10. Yeah. And, but I also, the difference now between my first book and now is like, I feel I have a responsibility to deliver a quality product to develop the brand. And, you know, and the standard is the standard. Absolutely. So I delete a lot. Thank you guys so much. No, no problem. We really about to get straight. into the we about to get into the topic. Let's right, do it. So, uh, <laughs> what we talking about tonight? We just gonna jump right into it. What they say? Dreams are the journeys of a soul. Okay. I like that, Will. Nice, nice. That's what I'm talking about. So listen, simples. Y'all been tuned in tonight with us while we had our special guest, right Buddhas. on. Man main man there uh, so he is an author and uh, he specializes in horror s- stories horror fiction horror, horror fiction. fiction. fiction uh-huh mm-hmm. and so you can find him at de westbrook author the third the third author or just de westbrook author de westbrook uh de westbrook author Okay. Yes, you'll find him on his social media platforms. Yeah, and he would his preference is uh to go to IU iUniverse iUniverse.com. Uh that's 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 just the direct sales. Uh, that's his direct place to get you can get it anywhere. You can get it Barnes and Noble, uh Amazon, Books a Million, any major bookseller, Nook, Kindle. I do have ebooks. Uh, it's not just paperback or hardback. I have uh, ebooks. You can go to Amazon. You can go anywhere to get it. I just like to send people to the more direct source. It tends to come in the mail faster, uh, and it's just better for me. Uh, my, my sales are reported faster. It takes like Amazon like two months to report my sales. You know, so I just like people to go to iUniverse and get the book. Uh, okay, D. Nice. Westbrook the third. Uh, on Facebook, you can get me uh, Tales of Avernus. Uh, I have three pages on Facebook: uh, The Silent, uh, The Shoe Tree, and Vidag. Uh, okay. And there's promo videos on there. I, there's, there's fan films on there. So if you want to know what the story, if you're interested in what the story is, or the plot, or the characters, there's fan films on the on the uh, Facebook pages. Okay. So if you search Tales of Avernus and you go to the Facebook page, there's there's uh, videos on there that kind of tell the story and, oh, and the plot and give you kind of like a, like a movie trailer. Yeah. No. Yeah. So I so there's movie trailers for uh, each book on Facebook. And actually, uh, up to like five six hundred views right now. Uh, so uh, I like them. They're pretty good. Interesting. Thank you. But yeah, go, go check it out. I'm here for it, man. I'm ready to get into this thing, man. Let's do it. Do I, get, do, I get, do I get to stay for the topic? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, All right. Let's do it. Yeah, y'all got me going now. I'm about to hit my black here in a minute. Oh, do whatever, Be great. Do whatever you like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're good. I may mute you from time to time if there's, or you can mute yourself as needed, okay? Just mute me. I'm, I've been drinking. I started talking too much. Just mute me. 
No, I won't mute you. Just in just in case there's any additional feedback, it's just for audio purposes. <laughs> okay, no worries. No, 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 no stress, no strain. So what we talking about, baby? What we talking about? What we do? What it is? So right quick, like so tonight, feeling unappreciated. Oh, okay. I mean, who wanna feel unappreciated? Hmm? So what's the real question, baby? Does a good deed go that goes unappreciated worthless? I mean, it's not necessarily worthless per se. However, <laughs> if you keep if you're doing something over and over again and there's no type of reciprocity or no nothing that you know nothing no give and take mm -hmm. eventually you're going to start feeling some kind of way okay i mean if it's just like you want sex no i'm just not just yeah go ahead go ahead go ahead <laughs> talk down talk your shit yeah i want sex work <laughs> <laughs> and i don't give it to you but you do all the things. You do all the things that that hey, you you deserve man, sex. Man invented the wheel for sex. <laughs> yeah, man. And we, the light bulb. Everything. <laughs> Shelter, clothes, like, all that. You don't you're gonna start probably withholding something or doing less of something. Okay. If I'm not giving you like, it's not like it's a requirement because I don't like it. I don't want it to be a chore, but it's got to be. There's something that's happening, you know, or I don't, you know, I mean, but eventually, I just say you're you're probably gonna stop doing all that stuff. Oh, okay. All the stuff. What, so what you got, D D? What you got? Well, I slide in. You talking about? Uh... A, a good deed? A good deed that goes unappreciated is worthless to you. It's not a good deed if you expect appreciation is self-serving, right? Yeah. If, if, if I do something for you because I want to thank you from you or for you to appreciate it, it's not a good deed. You know, it's it's self-serving. Yeah. A good deed is something that you appreciate yourself. That's a good deed. You want to put that out into the world that you want to put that energy into the world you want to bless somebody else today mm. that's a good deed whether they appreciate the blessing or not is irrelevant you so know? Like I, one, one thing i think too is that's my it's, it's hard god damn it's hard sometimes it can become a hard thing a position to be in but yeah. as i've gotten older well excuse me <clears throat> more seasoned okay uh, I've come to the realization that although I may put my good deed into this one person or, you know, in this place, my good car my karma comes from other places. Mm -hmm. and, I'm, and I'm probably going to miss the reciprocity because I'm putting so much energy into why is it not coming back from this area? I hate karma. Karma, yeah. karma is karma is justice without the gratification. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
You know, you might get your karma, but I never know about it. You I know. Mean, let me slide in. Because, damn, I shouldn't have let him go first because he took my whole point. Hey, great minds think alike. So I'm going to try to miss both of y'all in, right? Together so we can get it together. So I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> So a good deed that goes unappreciated is worthless. I see where they can say that, and I see exactly what he's saying. Like, you do a good deed for yourself. Not for the gratification of others, right? right? But, however, while you're doing that good deed, right? Mm-hmm. And people showing their ass, mm-hmm. you happen to go back and look at those receipts. Because they're ungrateful. There you go. They make you and mad. They change that good deed mentality and manifest it to something different. No, they just get they just get one, one time. <laughs> they just get one good deed. You ungrateful when you show me you ungrateful. You get one good deed. You know if you you ain't gotta thank me. You ain't gotta praise me. You ain't gotta you know any of that stuff. But if you show ungratefulness, then I'm not going to continue. No one's going to keep continuing doing great deeds. Even your parents will stop doing things for you if you, if you show ungratefulness. Right. So, but you know if I do a good deed. Like, like y'all doing, like y'all doing a good deed for me, and I'm grateful. I don't, you know, even if I never said thank you to either one of you, which I, you know, which I am and I do, but even if I never did, the fact that I'm grateful for the opportunity just to be on your podcast is gratifying to y'all, and, and it makes that good deed worth it. Now, if I was here on a whole different vibe, you know, thinking I'm too cool for school, then y'all would be like, okay, well. We're not having him back again. You know what I mean? Like he was a jerk or he was ungrateful, you know, even though you were trying to do a good deed and you weren't expecting to thank you, you know, you're you're doing your podcast. You want, you know, interesting content. You know what I mean? So I think if you do a good deed for somebody, you do it because that's who you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not because you want to thank you or you want uh, a return on your investment. That's that's kind of where I had to get you you know I had to get to a point you know just because again it came with maturity and experience and just life that you do these things because you know it's like but that's my friend or you know we're cool you know and then it's like then one day it's like wait a minute who the hell gonna help the helper so it's like you know what instead of me cutting everybody off let me just focus. Let me just cut this person off because yeah. it's not everybody's fault. Shouldn't I have to pay the price for that person or those people? You're I feel right. it, man. I feel what you're saying 110%. But that, you said something earlier. We talked about reciprocity, hmm. right? Who doesn't love reciprocity? Nobody helps the helper. I know. You know, right. Even like, <laughs> like even if you like an empath, right? And you happen to have this sixth sense and somebody else is in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and you call them to check on them because that's who you are. Yeah. But nobody checks on you. Nobody. Nobody. I can go missing. My phone wouldn't ring. <laughs> so look, there's two kinds of people. There, there's alphas and there's omegas. Okay. Right. 
And if you're an alpha, then you take care of the omegas. You protect the pack. But you don't depend on the omegas to help you when you're in danger. That's your, it's your job as the alpha to protect the pack. You can't you can't rely on the omegas. You know when the battle come, that's your job. So if you lose, you lost. You know, some people some some people can't fall off. Like with me, when I fall off, I disappear. I don't go asking for help. I don't you know go begging and that. I vanish until I'm back. I mean that in theory, what you're saying is is totally absolutely right, right? Yeah. But then in today's society, a lot of people can't put up with that. They you hate that. They it's, hate it's, especially especially black male alphas. They want they want to they want to demasculize us. They want to feminize us and put us on TV and dress us and and just Why? you know make our whole culture just self destructive. They don't like they don't like black male leaders and I don't, I don't want to get into a whole race thing about this <laughs> but you know but like I, I can I've been complaining about it for years watching TV shows and there's always the the, 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 the black male represented on the TV show either he's the validation of the main character it's like the best friend or the neighbor the work buddy that makes the guy cool because he has a black friend. You know, or he's like, or homosexual, or you know, like there's, you know, there's or just, he's weak, he's scared. You know what I mean? Like we're not portrayed on, we're not portrayed on television, uh, and in the media. You're right, you're right, but then it also goes with us as uh, as individuals uh, choosing to take the money to play that role. I agree with that. You know, I agree saying? with that. I agree with that. <laughs> because it's like, you know, we stood together and said, no, we're not gonna be looked at in that light. You know what I'm saying? We got enough clout and avenues in our own black businesses to make us look how we wanna look. No, they they find the assassin. What what did Ice Cube call it? The Negro assassin. Ooh. They, they they would find one. To play Ooh, whatever role there's, there's they would play, out there. they would find one to play whatever role they want, and exactly. they don't need you. They don't need you. You're replaceable. You ain't Will Smith. You know we can get rid of you. Like you be out the business tomorrow. You can have a hit movie, whatever, and we'll we'll find somebody that does almost what you do and back them with enough money that people believe they're better than you. Because they want what they want, they're gonna get. Yeah, it. they go. They're gonna go get it. You know. Ooh. Where's the person that helped us as a culture recognize that this is happening? Right here, talking. That's it. See, because we got to start mm-hmm. changing that narrative, right? Real talk, real life, we real got, people. We got like, to really start. Uh, we have a we have a platform. You know, like me and my books, I put strong black male characters in my book. My books are are female driven. Like the main characters of my books are, are women. Mm-hmm. A lot of women. Like my main character, Roasting K, she's a she's a Creole. Uh, female, New Orleans, Louisiana. Uh, but uh, the the males in my book, they're men. You know, mm-hmm. the black males in my book are strong black men. Just because I get tired of seeing, and you know, it doesn't mean I won't. You know, I'm against it, or you know, uh, alternate lifestyle. Hell, I have alternate lifestyle compared mm-hmm. to most people, so I, I'm not against that at all. 
do you, uh, whatever. But I feel like if I have a platform where I can shed a different light, is it enough of that stuff already in other places? Do you want to go see that and see that? Well, you can see that over there and over here. But if you come to me and look at my media and my creativity, I'm going to try to show black men in positions of strength and intelligence and leadership. And, you know, they'll still have flaws and they'll still be black. They'll still be very black. You know what I mean? Like, they won't be whitewashed, but <laughs> you know. nobody helps to help. Nobody helps to help. It's, it is, you know, and it's like so when you become the honorary helper, in you know the designated helper, whatever you however you want to call it, it's like now you got to do everything you can to just you know sustain but then it gets so it can become overwhelming and draining because it's like uh so i'm like what you i do what you're like you said i just come off the scene mm-hmm. i don't want to go out i, go know, right. I don't want to do like i may go like we you know because i know we have well we are our business so there's gonna have to i i gotta make sacrifices you know but then I'll say, you go and be, you represent the business. You go be doing it, okay? Yes. I'm going to be chilling. And then I hit her with, are you sure you want me to do this? <laughs> it can go, it can fade to black real quick. <laughs> you know, me and, me and my friend, how we made decisions on what to do, we'd always say, this is another reason why I became a writer. We'd always say, what's the best story to tell? Like tomorrow, when we're talking about it, what, what decision would end up being the best story to tell? And that's what we went and did. That's how we made our decisions. Yeah. We went, what we did. What's the best story? Yeah, what's the I best? I would have thought about it. I just did. What's going to make for the best story to tell tomorrow? So we'll do that because that'll be, you know, we'll laugh about that tomorrow or we'll cry we'll about it. Tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometimes I might have to coach him like, okay, now listen, you are going to be doing this. Make sure you do that. Everything else go be great. Like yeah, go be great. You know, because be I don't want to. I don't want to constrict his greatness. Man. But I need to make sure I put these top three things on your brain. Yeah, <laughs> you got a whole woman at home. No. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Hey, fail forward. <laughs> You gotta fail forward, you know. You make 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 effort mistakes. If you go on hundred, you know, you go you go on a hundred, make a mistake. I can take it. But if you're going half ass and make a mistake, then you know, what are you doing? I'm just saying. Yeah. So once I lay out, I'm not going. They're gonna ask you where I'm at. Okay. So Mm. here's the story. I'm on a mental break. You know. Cheap or whatever. I don't really care as long as you kill me. All I say, ah, she checked that. Yeah. But I'm here. Right. <laughs> you get me. You get me. So, right, you know. So now I'm like, okay, now you make me proud. I'm really, really check out. It's just like an energizer button. And I'm like, no, first of all, we both gonna sat down somewhere. We're gonna say no. And we're gonna regroup. And we're gonna get it together. Because we're getting to be in our season days. Mm-hmm. And we need all that. Okay, so mm-hmm. when people see us, they'll be like, you how old? Yeah, you know yeah. I'm older than you and look younger mm-hmm. and still run faster. I, I'll just play, I'm playing corner. It. I'm playing corner at, at 40, booty. You know that. Yeah, I'm out yeah. there at 40 playing corner, bro. Yeah, 
Hey, I'm out there linebacker over four. Man, <laughs> them, them kids line up. They coming at me like Westbrook. I'm about to do this and that. I'm like, I, I don't even know who you are. Like, you know me. Yeah. You know, I don't even know your name. Yeah, you right. at me, and I'm forty. You're twenty. Hey, I can't wait till you, I can't wait till you come back, man. So we can hang out more, man. Hey, I came home nice. So I'm coming back mean. So you, know, you heard no it. Problem. Hey, yeah. it is what it is. Um, yeah. can anybody give us an example? Of a time where you got pissed off or for doing something for somebody and it didn't quite go over the way you thought it should? Hmm. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't want to be running my mouth, but if you're asking me, I'll. Are you, you asking me? I'm asking everybody who's here. Oh, um, well, does anybody have family? Mm. <laughs> Your family don't appreciate anything you do. They don't they, they don't they 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 think that, that is the epitome of what you're talking about. Like your family just expects it. You know, and then and on top of that, they may say thank you or whatever, but don't act don't don't want to be too grateful because they'll be like, You wanna hold that over my head, you know? Your families expect you to do it. I really am thankful and highly fortunate that that's not that's not the dynamics of my family. It's not. Well, you you are the the five percent. I mean, seriously, like, really? Oh, you weren't supposed to see that. <laughs> Looks pretty. No, no, everybody, no. Everybody, everybody in my family do make sound effort. Like to to show appreciation in some shape or fashion in their own way, you know, like in their own way. And, 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 and I mean, but it's the individual. You know, it's always going to be individualized. But as a whole, solid. Mm. Like we go on you, if something is needed, they're coming together, and it's because that's the culture of my. You know how we were rooted. You know what I'm saying. So, so let me ask you. Let me ask you what I said earlier about helping too much or too little oh. you know when mm-hmm. when you help too much now we get all your family members because as a as a as a team we're gonna collectively say we're not gonna do this or mm-hmm. you're gonna do this by yourself and you know you're gonna have to go out there and do this mm-hmm. but low key we don't all win in the huddle and we're like we we you know if we're gonna catch them come we're gonna catch them there's yeah. a net yeah but we're gonna insist that uh-uh, everybody but we gotta stay in that huddle and we gotta be like don't do it don't do it yeah you know but there is a net we are the we will net for the person you know i can dig it he I'm, knows that i don't know why he tripping no i'm just saying you know everybody see their family the way they see their family Right, your family got the answers. They got the answers for everybody lives, but their own. No, they they not. I love her family. I ain't gonna take that away from me. Cook the motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? You said it's a cookie motherfucker. Hey, listen, I love them all. She can't have a listen. She gonna hear me say I love them. Yeah. Hey, I love my family too. My, I, my family's great. Don't get me wrong. I'm not. I'm giving my spiel. Like, yeah. you know, to pick it back off what you said about family and then kind of help you out yeah. as well on what you said was 
growth, right? Mm. So they always known you to be the certain person that you were growing up, right? Mm. But they don't ever take into account that you can evolve to be a greater, a higher being. You know what I'm saying? So they always stick you in the box that you always was in at the beginning, not saying that you can't transform. They, they stick you see that transition. They stick you in the box and they, they view you in a position to give them the most control over you. Ah, I like the way you went there. I like the way you went there. Yeah. They, they, they keep you in that place that gives them either uh, air of superiority or gives them control. They're not going to acknowledge anything that you do, especially if it's like, a, you know, uh, an older sibling or something or an older relative. They're not going to put you in a, in a position where now, like, you're the adult and they're the child or you're the dominant and they're, you know, they're going to whatever. You're, you're still a kid to me. You're still my son. You're still with this. You know what I mean? Like, you're still, no matter what you do, you can go off and be a billionaire and you come home. Your mom's still your mom. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, so. I feel like there's level, there's there's always going to be boundaries and limitations and just out of pure respect, you know. Uh, however, you know, I'm just using myself. That's mm. I can't really talk about nobody else but myself. I know that I was the kid growing up where I was kind of that outgoing, always charismatic and, you know. Everybody so, was your friend? Pretty much. Oh, I made friends. <laughs> but the, the crazy thing is, I didn't know I was an extrovert until I, you know. You an extrovert? I'm not introverted at all. I'm the introvert. I'm the introvert. Like, <laughs> I am the out, you know, I, woo! I was, um, I, I, I'm not, I, I'm not that person, you know, but for a while, I was very to myself. I like to do my reading. I used to do the creative writing. I, you know, I did a, mm. I did my, I, like, I just, I like the Pippi Long socking, like the, the, you know, all that fantasy stuff. You know, mm. I ran the track. I played the basketball. I did, I just did all the stuff, you know. So I was always kind of like, but I'm the oldest sibling. So mm. I was like, I didn't really have nobody to look up to. I was being looked up to. You know what I mean? You were you were the standard. Right. And then I'm the second oldest grandchild. So mm. that, but I, I got I became like the honorary matriarch of the cousins. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it was like I, I just kind of had there was a role. So I played my part. You know what I'm oh, saying? You owned it. You you have to own that. When you put in a situation, you gotta own that. But you I didn't even know I was in it until I was in the middle of it, in the thick of it. And then it was mm -hmm. like, oh, but so, of course, when I go off the trail, I start scribbling. Mm -hmm. I'm like, look, I'm going to be good, but I'm going to be an honest sinner. Huh? <laughs> oh, you like that. <laughs> <laughs> you better call it that too, bro. Trade by that. I like that. Quick. <laughs> I'm on fire. I don't know. But, you know, so it wasn't, it wasn't as I started getting more seasoned and becoming more in tune with who my who I embrace who I am mm -hmm. and they're like oh she good in her skin and so they let me be in my skin like you know it wasn't no trying to conform me thankfully you know because I always had respect yeah. you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying as long as you because look now I'm 45 years old yeah I'm 42 so it's like what she, what she, you know, now out of respect, 
you gonna give me some and I'm gonna give you some and then in the middle we're gonna either agree to disagree or, or whatever you know what I'm saying yeah. I, 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 I'm so dependent on what you want from me that's at all I agree I, and that's the way to break the situation when you create when you allow the behavior and the culture to be cultivated into the codependency that's where they have input on controlling the narrative of your direction and then that that too much that they don't acknowledge and accept your growth and mm-hmm. so now you don't be caught you don't feel that appreciation you know because you're feeling like well look i'm doing my thing you know you should at least acknowledge that recognize that but then they're like well you always gonna fuck up <laughs> you know what i'm saying but you're, you're higher than totem pole though you you you're, you sound like you're pretty high on the totem pole of your family though like you just said that you're up there, like honorary matriarch. I'm in the middle. I'm on the, but I'm in but the honorary matriarch, you I mean you on the council? I mean you help make some rules. Yep. You know, like yeah, you're on the council. So you so you're setting so you you're kind of creating the culture a little bit, you know. So you so you can influence your family to handle things and you know just differences, agreements, the way that you want to. Uh, to piggyback on also what you said about like the uh, self assurance thing, so I'm a big like Nirvana fan. Oh, I like you too. Yeah, and uh, uh, Kurt Cobain has a line in one of his songs, and he says, uh, "Self assured is a dirty word." People don't like self assured people. They want you to be like humble, almost like I'm going to fail. You know, they don't want you to be like, I can do it or don't worry about it. I got it. I can handle it or I'm unafraid or they want to cast you as arrogant or conceited or cocky. And, you know, me like playing with me and against me, I try to walk that line between being cocky and confident and arrogant. There's a line there. (laughs) You have to walk. Yeah, you got to toe that bit. Yeah, you got to toe it. Because if you were sheep, the wolves are going to eat you. So you have to, you know, so I walk that line like I respect you, but I don't fear you, you know. And I'd rather starting off, I I don't know about family dynamic, but like in the sports world, the competitive dynamic, I want your fear first before your respect. Yeah. Like you'll fear me first and then the respect will come as a result of the fear. I think, you know. Piggybacking on what you're saying, man, I think the respect comes once your body of work has been been proven through time. Yeah, if, we, if we're talking about fast football, you should always yeah. try to go for the juggler as long as you play. Just in life, if you if you're that guy, I told one of my friends this. Uh, you know, Narush, you know Narush. We talked about that, and I and I told him one night, you know, if you're the guy that's out there running your mouth, but you ain't making plays, ain't nobody gonna follow you. You're just going to be just a guy just running your mouth. And that's the same way in life, though. If right. you just running your mouth and not making moves and not making business and not not making other people's lives around you better. Because when you're an alpha, your responsibility is not just yourself. In fact, you're probably last. You know, like you, you're responsible for a lot of other people's well-being and happiness as and and they're going to judge the kind of person that you are based on how well you do that 
you know, based on the quality of their lives and your effect on their life. As a man, we, we were raised like that. We we're raised to provide, you know, food, yeah, shelter, all, all of that, as you know. So, oh, but we're, we're, but you understand though, like as a man, what's what's the saying? Only people that I love unconditionally are children and dogs. <laughs> you know, like yeah, yeah. men. Hey, if you ain't doing this and this and this, uh, like you said, I might not give you sex tonight, or you might not get this. Or you oh, might not get that. See, <laughs> don't do that. By the way, don't do that. Don't don't use sex as, as like a punishment. Really? Really? No, use, yeah, don't, don't don't turn your strength into a weakness. Don't turn your strength into a weakness. You know. Yeah, I would definitely yeah. encourage people to not use it. Yes. As a weapon, you know. <laughs> the dope, I would say, don't do it because it is no. a weapon. It can it can be a weapon. But it is a weapon. It. it can it is one. Not that it, it can. It, it, it is a weapon, but you yeah. have to know how to. Women are the most powerful creatures on the planet. Lie, cheat, steal. Women are the most powerful creatures on the planet. Like they 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 make wars happen. Helen Troy. What do you who, who you're president of the United States? Who what's the last voice you hear before you go sleep at night? Your wife. Your wife. Women are powerful. Women are behind the scenes running the entire world. We don't even know it, but they do. Every powerful man loves a woman. Every powerful man in history loves a woman. It's died a war. 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 Every single one. Even 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 the bad ones. You look at any great man of power throughout the beginning of time, there has been a woman there with them. That would probably convince him to do whatever the hell she want him to do. The and end. The end. <laughs> that, that's, and that's not a that's not race specific. Yeah. No, no, no. That's nothing to do with it. That that's primal. That's just primal survival. Darwinism survival of the species. You know. Absolutely. And if, and if women ever figure that out. <laughs> I think they have. It's just a matter of how to steer, yeah. and manipulate, and finesse the 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 finesse. She just took a shot at me because that's one of my words. Finesse. And I do the spirit figures when I say it. Here she goes. That's funny. <laughs> And That's you hilarious. Know, you start looking alike and doing alike when you be together for so long. It just becomes that. That's the influence that you have with each other. Yeah, but as you know, should. Overall, when it comes down to your good deeds and them going unnoticed and unappreciated, you know, how does it make you feel? You know, in closing, I know this. Is, I mean, I'm going into the final thoughts on that. I think, you know, it's it's probably going to stem. I look at it so much on a deeper surface because, you know, depending on an individual's upbringing, you know, being a product of their environment is how they handle crisis and circumstances. And so they generally respond a certain way based on the behavior and the culture that they've been rooted in. So if they never saw giving good, you know, doing, doing the thing, you know, without something being done in return, they're not, they don't look at it as you should be doing something out of the goodness of your heart, you know? Yeah. And, and then, and, and to draw a line, because you can draw an imaginary line 
with you know or have your limitations to 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 freaking say no yeah or, you ask me for a hundred how about i give you 25 and you figure it out you know like mm -hmm. i'm only going to give what i'm willing to not receive back mm -hmm. you know and so but out because i care about you and i'm concerned about whatever you know i am still going to do my part because that's what i'm compelled to do because that's the nature of me but what i'm not going to do is allow for you to become codependent on me always saving your ass yeah yeah so that, that's that's the woman that's the woman that you're talking because <laughs> as a man we can't say that you sure can you can't say that as a man. You can't say you can't be dependent on me or you can't expect me to be there to save your ass. That's my job as a man. So you really can't say that. And if you say it too much, people looking at you like, well, you're not a real man. There you go. I, I, I get it. Trust me, I get that. But I would say, what what, what, what have you created? What, what environment as the man? Like, okay, let's just say, hypothetically, and I don't want to go too far, but hypothetically, I don't work. Mm -hmm. And he takes care of all the bills. Okay. And he now is in a position where he can't really do it. So, you know, yeah, you're going to be the provider and things like that. But why are you not saying, babe, maybe you should try to maybe get a part-time job or, you know, like that's not, I'm not going to feel like you less than a man because, you know, I mean, first of all, I should really want us to be in a better position, but that's me. That's my, that's a me thinking, you know, I don't want us to be, I don't want to lose this lifestyle. <laughs> so if I got to get a part, even if I got to get a part-time job until you get back on your feet to but, where we need to be, I need to go do that. But in that same aspect, there's some things that I shouldn't, shouldn't have to be said, right? But if you, if you <laughs> created this platform said. for me to be this way. Well, I mean, like, but, you know, if you were. I'm going to sit back and let you be the man. But then if a man sit back, hold on now, if a man sit back and let you be who you are and don't do and help you in times you need help, then you looking at him as what? He's worthless. There you go. So I got two points on that. Uh, <laughs> the first one is we was raised in the era of uh, got to have a J-O-B if you want to be with me. Yes, we, we was raised like that. And nothing going on but the rent. We, we was raised on that. <laughs> Right? So look, she knows. She started dancing when she heard that. She know. So, and secondly, so I was talking to one of my friends about this, and I was saying, you know, a man can be a surgeon, right? And he walks into uh, Denny's. He'll marry the waitress in a Denny's. He'll see the most beautiful woman he ever saw in a Denny's. And he's a neurosurgeon. And he'll marry the waitress. Now, if a woman is a neurosurgeon, and walks into that same Denny's and sees the most beautiful waiter she ever saw. She's not gonna marry him. Well, you're a waiter. <laughs> but you can break my back off. All yes, all day, <laughs> all day. I was sugar mama you, but I can't take you nowhere. I can't take you nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody will add what you do. But a lot, you, a lot are actually. You might have to quit your job. Signing and nurturing these, these, you know, blue collars. Okay. 
Uh, it's a weird, it's a weird balance out there in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you got any final thoughts? Look, 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 so, Babby, let me ask you though: if you were, if you were a doctor, <laughs> would you oh, date? Oh, would you date a waiter from from a restaurant? And he was no, your age. He was your age. He wasn't like a younger. It wasn't no cougar thing. He was your age. It was well. See, it's situational for me. Probably no. However, I would be intrigued, especially if I can frequent this particular establishment and I'm seeing him. I'm telling you. If you did, if you did, if you did, I'm willing to guess that it would be because you have been disappointed by somebody you thought was your equal career wise. That's not that's not unusual. You know, and then and then you might be like, you know what, I'm gonna give somebody else a chance. That because actually appreciative of what you can do. <laughs> and actually got some tenacity and some grit <laughs> in him to go out there and do it. <laughs> like, you the lottery. You the lottery. You the lottery booty. Them jewels be hidden sometimes. Oh, baby. I, why you talking yeah. about me so much? <laughs> Uh, you know, it be it just be it just be that little pebble that's in there, and but it's hidden because there's so many big rocks yeah. in and, front and of. Then you yeah. you be so attracted to the big rock, you forget that that pebble made a rock. That pebble may be a diamond, and you 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 want a big rock, and that pebble is a diamond. That's it. Just yeah. saying. So he might have been no, he might have yeah. been in, he might be just in transition because he had a divorce or. Parents mm-hmm. or anything that may be his second job. Okay, so I got to talk to the brother. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, she got to talk to you. Why are you a waitress at this? <laughs> yeah, wait a minute. Your path, and if it's good enough, I might give you something. She's gonna make sure everything else works, and then she's gonna come at you. Yeah, what? you want is this all you want to do? Well, if you if you if you're having that conversation, you already decided you probably want to give him some. So all he can do is talk himself out of it at that yeah. point. Well, that's it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so let me slide. Let me slide in my final thought. <laughs> let me slide. Uh, let me slide in my final thought. So. Based on the conversation about good deeds and um, going unappreciated, um, it's it's a real tough thing for me. You know, I kind of being transparent. You know, I kind of grew up. I had a mom and a dad. You know, what I'm saying, but I always looked up to my dad, and I don't think I ever was good enough. You know, what I'm saying maybe mm-hmm. because of how he was raised and the stoic part of him wouldn't allow me in his mind to be great even if i was great as we talked about earlier so aligning myself i'm always going hard and i'm always looking for that validation right mm-hmm. the bad mm-hmm. it stems back from not getting that validation when i needed it as a child so this is me being. I'm proud of you saying this out loud. <laughs> this is just that's me tough, being, bro. This is me being who I am and being true to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So 
Yeah, it matters. Mm -hmm. Truthfully, it does. Now, I do do whatever I do for people because that's who I truly am. Mm -hmm. But deep down inside, I truly want you to understand it came from me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's just me being honest. I slide back. Do you get your feelings hurt a lot, though, from that? Huh? Do you get your feelings hurt a lot from that point of view? Exactly, I do, man, because, you know, that's one thing I've learned. Like, people don't think like you, right? Yeah, you can't expect you from other people. Right. You know what I'm saying? You can't. But there's sometimes you get it, and then there's other times that you do. And the times that you do, that helps me reflect on me, the Mm -hmm. inner man. Mm Mm-hmm. What you know? Why am I this way? Or what can I do to be better so I don't feel this way? You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's just me going through my own transition as far as emotional, being emotionally intelligent, right? Mm-hmm. That's what. Yeah. So I'm just being honest about me. No, as you should. Mm-hmm. No, I see that's that. Dope. That's a good. Yeah, that's, that's, that's real. About that transition of going through the different phases of mm-hmm. transitioning, so. You know, yeah. could be, could be that. I've learned, I've learned to uh, not expect people to pat you on the back. Like you know, like mm-hmm. you're not going to plot a fish for swimming. You know, so if you're doing what you, what you want to do, as in your heart and the kind of person that you are, mm-hmm. uh, some people, like me and you, for example, Buddha. Uh, we play against each other more than we play with each other, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, our, you know, I know how I was back then playing. So our games were probably hot, probably competitive, mm-hmm. probably a lot of shit talking. But That's the fact that good. I probably came over to your team, not just you, but probably your team at some point and sat down and talked to y'all, you know, person to person, man to man, you know, not as competitors, but as people put a seed in you. They got me here today. Yeah. You know, but I probably went over there with attention like, man, we just beat the hell out of them. Let me give them, talk to their quarterback and tell him to do this more or tweak their defense or give them a tip. That, that's what I usually try and do. If I was talking well, to you. I hated your ass until you played with me. Most people when you, did. When I played with you, then I understood. Uh, okay. But see, I'm the same way. So I get it. But you can't get it when you when you cross that line. Like I tell all the guys yeah. before the game, I'm cool with you now. But we get, when that when that whistle blow, I give two fucks. I, I give two fucks. <laughs> I give two fucks about you. I'm one of people. If you play against me all the time, you probably don't like me that much. But if you play with me, you fucking love me. If you play with me, because I go to a wall for you. Whether you suck, you right or wrong, I'm gonna be right there with you if you're on my team. Mm-hmm. You know. But if you're on the other side. He, he That's interesting. Yeah, I'm coming. So, you know. That's an interesting uh, thought. Uh, Will Lang said before we go out, baby. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, What happens when the hero realizes yeah. he's being made the villain? Made to be the villain. That's a tough one. I have an answer for that. What's, ahead, I have an ahead. answer for that. A great hero lives long enough to become the villain. 
Because I, I'm going to tell you, and I'm going to go back to flag football on this because I think football is my cousin for everything. <laughs> not, not flag, but just the sport of football is life to me. And, and situations, p- people managing and stuff. But when we started out, we weren't very good. You know, our first team was worst team ever, and we were getting beat, and we weren't very good. And heroes emerged to save us from that. Me, you know, Mark Frazier. We emerged, and we were heroes. We were like, man, you're saving these terrible players and giving us wins and confidence and stuff. And then what you know, the undisputed mm-hmm. villains. You got we, were, we were villains. When, by the time you met me, we were villains. <laughs> you know what I mean? But we were heroes to some, well, you know, well. growing up. We helped people. You know, I went and got the worst, the best players off of bad teams and saved them. Said, hey, come play with us. I didn't recruit the the, the ballers. Mm-hmm. You know, I went and got my own guys to beat the ballers. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, I went and got my own guys. But, you know, where I was a hero in the early days, trying to bring us up to the competitive level, once we got to the top, you become a villain. Yeah. All eyes on you. They're gonna they wanna figure you out. Yeah, why you definitely yeah. become villainized after you get yeah. to a certain level. Yeah. You know, it's like, every, it's like you said, that fear. Every hero becomes a villain at some point. Even Superman became a villain at the end. Like everybody from everybody every hero becomes a villain at some point. Because you're just too strong. Yeah, and people right. get and, and people fear you when you're too strong. Hmm. And when yeah. they get afraid of you. That's why I love yeah. comic book boy. <laughs> <laughs> it teaches lessons. You know, so much input, just different perspectives. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So listen, tell them again. <clears throat> okay, you ready? <laughs> hey, I'm gonna have to read that book, bro. Hey, bro, it's fire and it's and it's violent as hell. Uh, D. E. Westbrook, uh, the third author, Tales of Average book series. Uh, you can buy it on any major bookseller. Uh, you can hit me on uh, Facebook, uh, Pinterest, uh, iUniverse.com. Uh, book one, The Shoe Tree. Book two, my new title just came out uh, two months ago. My first full-length novel, uh, The Silent. Uh, violent as hell. Great story. Uh, like I said, I write horror for horror fans, by a horror fan. So it ain't going to be, you know, people falling down and tripping over their high heels and all that. It's going to be real life uh, violence and a great story, like a tremendous story, in-depth, layered, multi-layered story. Uh, and and, and let's, let's, let's get back to your shout-outs back there. Oh, yeah. Let me get these back one more time. So uh, if you hashtag Tales of Avernus, go on your Facebook, hashtag Tales of Avernus. Uh, you, you'll find all my stuff on there. I got the Commodity Design Group. That's uh, my family here. Uh, they do great work as far as uh, custom designs. Uh, cigar Noir is, is a cigar club uh, here, a, a National cigar, cigar Club you can get on Instagram. Uh, John Tom's Barbecue Sauce, Fire, number one bar sauce in Indiana. And, of course, my homeboy, my, my letter's falling off. Uh, Supreme Flag Football League. If you're in Orlando, you look for number one league in the nation to play in. 
uh, my homeboy Tone, Supreme Flag Football League. The John Tom's Barbecue, uh, Cigar Noir, uh, Fire, uh, OG, Bobby Johnson Cigar Club, and then Commodity Design Group, uh, the best in the business when it comes to uh, doing logos, clothing, clothing line, T-shirt, custom custom clothing, whatever you need done, uh, advertising, uh, they take care of it. That's what's up. All right. All right. Thanks. And thank y'all so much. I man, when you got friends or just peers, peers don't root for you, strangers do. So when you got peers that uh you know, reach out and say, Hey, we got a platform to get you out, man. I, I really appreciate that, man. Like you guys are awesome. So please, y'all need anything from me, please hit me up. Uh I am grateful and I do appreciate the good deed that you <laughs> that y'all did today. Yeah, yeah any, anytime, it. man. It was a Especially blast. When you drop, man. When you, when you, when you new, when you new uh, book drop. Uh, a new book. My new book, uh, Tales of Avengers, book three, uh, uh, Bidag, will be out next summer. Oh, okay. And then I'm working on another title uh, that comes out the year after that, Rebel Red. So we'll, we'll we'll talk about that on another day. But you got some screen screenplays up too? Or are you, you still uh, screenwriting? I'm still, I'm still, I'm still doing that, but right now I'm just focusing on uh, the book three, trying to get that out with uh, the deadline my publisher wants me to keep. So I'm trying to try to get that out. But if you go to my, if you go to my Facebook pages, like I said, I have movie trailers or not, you know, kind of story trailers on the Facebook pages. Uh, so you can kind of get the plot and get an idea what the story's about and top the books, man. They're good. What I'm gonna do on that. Leave reviews. I'm gonna go to your Facebook page. I mean, those pages, and I'm gonna grab those videos, and I'm gonna post them on our page so we can get get you more. Get My you man, more exposure. hey, yeah. I appreciate that, and I'll do the same, man. And I and I'll post your podcast on 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 my, all my stuff, and I yeah, appreciate yeah. that. We we believe Super in crazy. reciprocity. Yeah, because I I get I get a lot of traffic too, not not much job, but I get some traffic too. So I I'm more than happy to. The reposts and whatever you guys do. I'm a fan now, so I'm tuning in and I'm watching. I'm seeing y'all on season nine. I didn't even know, like, season nine. Well, you know, see, generally seasons be like a year, but our seasons are 12 weeks. Oh, okay. Well, still, it's still a long time. 12, we had to. I, I was like, no, we're not going to do what we did the first time, but when you get out there, you just got to jump out there. You so 12, about 12 episodes a season? Yeah. Oh, so times nine? Yeah, y'all, y'all doing your thing. So, yeah, that's, that's a lot of shows. Yep. Yeah, so keep keep <laughs> yeah. going. Keep going. Cheers, cheers to y'all. Thank cheers you. to y'all. Amazing. I had no idea you had a podcast, so you held out on me. You knew more about me than I knew about you. Listen, man, like, I don't, yeah, when I'm on the football field, we talk, but if you know me personally, yeah. people know me personally, they yeah. get to that point to know me personally, then they understand. Like, that's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Yep. Okay. Once they understand, you ain't got to tell them. You know? Mm-hmm. I, Look, y'all. I appreciate everybody being on tonight. But listen, before we close this show, oh! here we go. Here we go. This is a proud mom moment. And I'm gonna, oh, my God. I'm going to step to the side so she can get on in this camera. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Come on in here. Come on in here, so, talk, to, talk your talk, young lady. You deserve it. Y'all you deserve know, it. Y'all know what I want to wake up to. Money. I don't want to see the money. Oh, mm-hmm. I thought we were singing Cardi B. Okay, okay. I got myself 
a full-blown graduate. She is my baby girl. She is the last of my litter. Oh, I feel a Honda in my Sundana. Oh, no, no, no. going all the way here. Tomorrow, tomorrow, this baby won't co walk. You you wanna you wanna help? Me? Congratulations. Thank you. Y'all can't see it, but let me yeah. see. Can I make it bigger for the people in the bike? No. No. What's that? Evans? No. no. <laughs> I saw the green. I saw the green. I saw the green. No, here's the other part for it, baby. Oh, okay. So, oh, the youngest is green. That's what it is. It's called the green. What's the, what, what high school? Oh, right. Oh, green. Tiger. Oh, okay. oh. I am a I am a Yeah. You went to Jones? Because that was from Jones. Graduate too. Nice. <laughs> Evans High Trojan class of '94. There will never be no more. But I am super proud and super excited. You know, I did it. Look, <laughs> you did it. How about the <laughs> turning 18 basically and graduating this year so this is like all about me yeah you all you all about you trying to you trying to get on the the airline website you got the empty nest you trying to plan vacations and stuff now yeah i've been in training she's been on travago this whole time we've been on the show trying to figure out where that goes I done did two out-of-country excursions preparing myself for the day that, you know, because I, I waited a long time to be able to do this stuff. You know what I'm saying? I got these. It's so. Woo! How you feeling, man? Me? I don't even know. What, what they doing these days? <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, my Are God. they doing that? I want to that, That's the nay nay. They don't do the nae no more, do they? That's that, that the nae so, <laughs> so how you feeling? How you feeling, man? I'm geek. You can't tell, but I'm geek. No, what's up? Yeah. I don't know. Who, You're going to see who's tomorrow. Most, who's most geek? It seems like the mama is, right? <laughs> you know, you had to tell until tomorrow when I trip. What? <laughs> they going to be mad at me. They going to hug 
I got to dance. Okay. It's oh, man, dance. I got to know. You going to dance? And you're going to be like, you'll see directly across, I think. So. Oh, you know, Wait till they hand you the diploma before you dance, though, so, because I've seen I people. Told you, you need to get a they take poster, so I know it's y'all. Well, see, I know with the whole coronavirus and whatnot, yeah, they doing things. We vaccinate. You know, yes. I know that, but, you know, there's protocols <laughs> and whatnot, and usually I would defy all regulations. However, I'm going to be a civilized, uh, honest sinner. <laughs> hey, that's a new term. We all that. I told you, boy. You, you better keep that. <laughs> keep it. Keep it. Keep it. I would be a civilized, honest sinner, and uh, uh, you know, and I'm okay about that. You know what I'm saying? Because oh, <laughs> come on, now. Oh, oh my goodness! I'm trying not to cry. Bring it on in. Take us home. It's rough. It's rough. <laughs> So I appreciate you all for just being with me, you know, on the eve of graduation and, you know, <laughs> and, uh, you know, having the platform to acknowledge my baby. Oh, Lord Jesus. Congratulations. Thank Good you day. all. Thank you. Hey, thank you all. I just needed to, you know, get it on. Out. She's actually been my creative director, and before she decided to schedule her shift on our night of podcasting. <laughs> but you know, you know, where the money reside, where the money reside, you know what I'm saying? So I can't stop the little, little, little thing getting the little coins. You know what I'm saying? She got to secure the bag. You know, yeah. at least she's willing to get her own bag. Mm. There you go. What can I say? I did something right. Look hey, you got four graduates. You're good. You're well. So, we on to new things on our journey. You know, just seeing what takes us next, where we go next. And then we'll be celebrating again about something else. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? All right, y'all. I just wanted to share that, you know, share that victory. And uh, you know, I do have cash out. Cheers. She want to tell y'all her cash out. I got cash out, Venmo, Zelle. I got it all. I take cash, money, cash, money. How the song go back in your days? Take a little bit of nine nines in the two thousands. Oh, Lord. me the cash out. Yeah, you gotta get the cash out. And you post a post. You post gave me the information for Amazon. So with your with her wish list stuff. So. So there we go. We gonna post all right, y'all. Congrats. You want me to post it, so I'll do that. All right, y'all. Until <laughs> next week, same time, same energy. I appreciate the love. We appreciate the love. Sipping the conversation with Buddha and Baby. Oh, this is for the simples. Yeah. We sipping in conversation. Oh, we sipping in conversation.